Welcome everybody to Football Talk with Freddie, the number one podcast for football. Today it is Thursday, June 9th, and today I'm going to be breaking down a few stories going all that have uh, come out this over the past week in in the NFL as well as uh, college football. Some some interesting stories that that I felt like we should talk about. Uh, the off season right now. It's the off season right now, so it's a little boring. Boring. There's not a whole lot to talk about, but I'm gonna do my best to provide you uh, with the best stories that I can find. Find every week, and and we just have to survive uh, the next about nine weeks. I think it is until the college season comes back, something like that. So yeah, so some of the stories we're gonna be talking about today is. Uh, the Julio Jones trade. Uh, Julio Jones was just traded a couple days ago. Go, uh, I'm going to be breaking that down. If you haven't found out already where he got traded, I'll be telling you guys in a few minutes. Uh, we're going to be talking about a certain a certain coach in college football uh, getting an extension. Last week, uh, it was Dan Mullen, if you didn't know that. But this week, we have another coach in the SEC who got an extension. And... and Unless you're a fan of the certain team, a lot of people are probably mad, <laughs> mad. But uh, this guy, he's a great coach, uh, one of the best in NF or in college football history. History, he's done a f- phenomenal job at pretty much every school he's coached at. I'll be talking about him in a few minutes as well. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Peyton Manning. Uh, he's he's been done with football for a couple of years now, so now he's gonna be just like Aaron Rodgers. Maybe we'll see. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Aaron Rodgers decided to take over as the Jeopardy host for a couple weeks, and Peyton Manning he wanted to do the same thing. So, so today I found this out in June. June he's going to be having his own own trivia show. I'll be talking about that in a, as well on the show today. Uh, the college football playoff should should they expand the Expand the playoffs. Should they stick with four? I'll be talking about that a little bit later as well. And last thing, the NFL looking to be playing playing somewhere outside the United States, playing some more football. And I'm not talking about London or Mexico City. Uh, it's somewhere else. So, yeah, I'll be talking about that in a few minutes as well. So, yeah, let's get into, so let's get into it today. So the first topic we're going to be talking about today is the Julio Jones trade. So Julio Jones has been finally traded from the Atlanta Falcons. He got traded to the Tennessee Titans Titans for a 2022 second and a 2023 fourth. And the Titans receive Julio in a 2023 sixth round pick. Uh, um, and that's just part of the details. The Titans also agreed to take on uh, some of his contract. Um they they are taking on 15.3 million of his contract this year and then going to be taking on 11 and a half in 2022 and again in 2023. 3 so I think the Falcons just have to pay I think 7 million about 7 million this year for him. Him uh, a lot better than uh, paying him twenty two and a half million, which that's what it bit. That's what it originally was supposed to be. So 
I would say the Falcons uh, save some money. Save some money, and they can uh, pay their guys. Guys, they have a brand-new coach, Coach Julio. He's 32, or he's going to be 32. Yeah, he had a $22.5 million cap hit, or $23 million, something like that. And they, the fa- it, was, it was time to move on. Julio, Julio is a great player, player, future Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Uh, but I think it was time to move on. A lot of people said the Titans uh, robbed the Falcons. I don't. I don't agree with that. And the part of it is, is um, Julio. I just I don't know if Julio is going to be the same player. And I'm not trying to hate on Julio. I think I he's been one of my favorite receivers to watch over the past decade. I remember the day he got drafted. Drafted by the Falcons. Uh, they traded up with the Bengals, I think. Or Browns. Or, or Browns. I think it was the Browns. They traded with the Browns. Up to pick like five or six. Six after the Bills. Took like Marcel took Marcel Darius. I remember that. Uh, that was probably the first time I actually paid attention to the draft. I only watched like the first round. It was when I started getting into football, but... I do remember him getting drafted, and he was a great receiver for them. Uh, but he's 32 right now. He had a big cap hit, and and he's coming off an injury. I, I'm not sure he's going to be the same player. I hope he proves me wrong. I really do, do because I don't like to see players uh, go away due to injuries or just just getting older but that's just how life goes sometimes and and uh yeah but if so that that's the reason why i think it was a fair trade trade a lot of people asked for a first round pick uh i personally i don't think he i think he has maybe two maybe three years left and who knows might might be be even less uh once you hit like 30 31 that's when receivers start to go down and then let alone he also got hurt last year so he's coming back from an injury so i i hope he does well and who knows may help prove me wrong i think with yeah within the next two years we're gonna see a decline in him if we haven't already ready he, he was still good last year before he got hurt but but I think we're going to start to see a decline in him. But still, still, I would say this is probably the, one of the best places he could go, especially if he starts to decline. Uh, Titans, they, already, they have Derrick Henry on the ground. Uh, they have Ryan Tannehill, who is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. And they have A.J. Brown, great receiver as well. As well. Um uh, they they're gonna have uh, one one of the best offenses with him. Do I think he's gonna get a thousand yards? M- maybe. Uh, there's seventeen games now, so. So what? So I think he would need to average. Uh, fifty nine yards a game, pretty much. Uh, I could, I could, I could see him getting a thousand yards. 
but I, but I, I, I don't know. Now we'll we'll see, obviously, and I hope he proves me wrong. Wrong, but there's not many receivers who've who have made it past like thirty two, thirty three, at least in my opinion, that are still playing at a top level. Like, uh, let's like Larry Fitzgerald's probably the only guy. The guy, uh, what was he right now? Thirty eight, and he obviously has dropped off. Dolph, uh, was he thirty eight right now? Thirty seven. He'll be thirty eight this year. Uh, uh, like he was still doing good into his thirties. Thirties. Yes. Let's see. When did he start to drop off? Twenty eighteen. Thirty five. Like I said, that's three years. I like he's he kept doing good. Um, but there's. There's not a whole lot of receivers I can think of that started doing well into his 30s. 30s, but I'm not saying it's impossible. There definitely have been receivers, and and I think he'd still be great. He'll, he'll still be beneficial to a team. I'm just saying I don't think he's going to be an all-pro receiver like he, he was. So, but let's we'll see. Maybe he'll prove me wrong. Uh, Titans also have a new offensive coordinator. So, because uh, Arthur Smith, he went to Atlanta. Uh, the the Titans ha- offensive coordinator is now Todd uh, Downing. He was a the tight ends coach, and he got promoted. So, so we'll see what he can do there. There, but I'm excited to see Julio in a in Tennessee. See, and I and I hope that that team can uh, get back to a Super Bowl after my Bills win one. After my Bills win one, <laughs> uh, we just need to win one. Uh, but but uh, but yeah, yeah. I'm wishing Julio the best. The Titans they still need some help on defense. That's what I think's holding their team back a little bit. Uh, they did improve it a little bit this off season. Uh, but we'll and we'll we'll see what happens in the regular season, right? Because right now it's all talk. It doesn't matter what you did last year. This year it's about what you're gonna do this year. Because last year's last year it's in the past. It's a new year, new opportunity. So moving on, we're gonna be talking about a certain SEC coach that just received an extension. Uh, the coach that just received that just received the extension is Nick Saban. Uh, college football fans, or unless you're an Alabama fan, are very excited for that. Uh, not really. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so he's he's under contract through the twenty twenty eight season, and 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 that's that's great for him. Yeah, he deserves it. He's been arguably the best coach coach in college football history. He's definitely up there with some of the greats, and he's done a phenomenal job. Just constantly winning championships, getting in the championship game, making the college football playoffs, making the BCS championship. Yep, for like the past twelve or thirteen years, years he's just been a pain in the butt for for every. Uh, College football team, and I and I respect and I respect Nick Saban a lot. A lot of people hate him because hate him because he's so good, and that's understandable. 
understandable. It's when somebody keeps being you a lot, uh, it's understandable. Uh, I'm a, I'm a Georgia and Mississippi State fan. Uh, Georgia, I don't think we've beaten Nick Saban yet. I think well, I think some I saw some in the last time we beat Alabama was like 2004. I could be I be I could be wrong about that. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, Mississippi State, I know we haven't beaten Alabama since 2007. It was a Nick Saban's first year, actually. Uh, that, that year was a struggle. Uh, they lost to Louisiana Monroe. I think they went like five and seven that year. But yeah, or 2007. Okay. 2007 was the last time they beat him. So just like Mississippi State, they beat him 26-23. That was the only bad year for, like, Alabama in the Saban era. And then they've been pretty pretty much every year. A bad year is when they lose more than one game. And I I think I've only saw them them do that, like, once, maybe twice. Like, in the regular season. Season. Uh, So... Only time I saw that happen was I think two years ago when they missed the college football playoffs. That was like the only time ever. So so yeah, uh, uh congrats to Nick Saban. Saban. Uh yeah, this he's probably gonna be the oldest coach in, in college football when he retires. If or when his contract's up. Right now I think it's a uh, Frank Sala. Solik, uh, he's the coach at Ohio University. He's been, he's, I think he's seventy three right now. Yeah, Frank Solik. He's, he's been at OU since two thousand five. He was at Nebraska in ninety eight to two thousand three. Won one Big Twelve championship. Um. Um, and he's done a nice job at Athens. In in Athens, Ohio, he's he's been he's been to he's been to eleven bowl games in fifteen years, so uh, that that's pretty good. Only missed the bowl game five times. Times he's had a ten and four season, a nine and five, two nine and five, nine and four. So pretty much it seems like they've won seven eight games and that's that's pretty good for a max school every year is there and then when he was at Nebraska 12 and 1 10 and 2 11 and 2 his last two years weren't that good and then i think they got a new athletic director or something and that's why they moved on but he's done a nice job job at OU but uh, this about Nick Saban i just wanted to uh, say that i got, he's 76 right now so and still coaching who knows how much longer but Nick Saban, who knows, he might even retire before that. I have no idea. He's still a great recruiter. He's still a great coach. So who knows when he'll retire. He'll retire when he wants to. It's just like Tom Brady. Every year we're like, oh, he's gonna, he has to retire soon. And then he just keeps playing for 100 years. So, so uh, yeah, he'll retire when he's ready. Ready. And I uh, all I hope is, as a Georgia fan, fan while he's here, and a Mississippi State fan, we find a way to beat him. I don't know how. I just hope we find a way to beat Nick Saban again, at least during my time while I'm at school. That would that would be awesome. 
I don't, I don't care if they're good or bad. It'd be better if they're good, but just, uh, just to beat Nick Saban, because there's very few teams and coaches who, who can say they've beaten Nick Saban. At least, at least, well, we technically are one of them, but but it was in 2007, so I don't think a lot of people are going to count that. So that's it counts in my book, but but yeah, congrats to Nick Saban in Alabama. So, so moving on, we're going to be talking about uh, Peyton Manning. He's going to be hosting a college football trivia show. Show. Uh, uh, that's that's what it's, uh, that's what it's called the college football quiz show, that's gonna be premiering in June. June, uh, from the from Bleacher Report, this is what it says. Uh, uh, NBC Universal and Capital One are combined gonna be giving out one million dollars in scholarship money to students who appear on the program, which is set for a June twenty-two second premiere. Uh, there's going to be 12 schools that take a part of the tournament, uh, Alabama, Auburn, Columbia, Michigan, Minnesota, Ole Miss, Morehouse College, Tennessee, UCLA, USC, Virginia, and Xavier of Louisiana. Um, um, yeah, so this is, uh, pretty cool. So, uh, I think, so, so it sounds like they're going to be having college students, On it, uh, the sh- uh, so the show it lo- sounds like it existed in 1959 through 1970, and then now they're bringing it back. So they're gonna be bringing on college students. Uh, so they're gonna compete together, and they're gonna be answering college football qu- questions. This is a, this is a pretty cool idea. I I wish Mi- Mississippi State was on it because I I would definitely do this if I could. Uh, I love college football trivia, fo- football trivia. Uh, this is something I would definitely do, and I think I would be good at. Of course, I've. Of course, it it definitely be interesting, but. But yeah, I would I would definitely do this if Mississippi State was a choice. Uh, pay Manny if you if you ever hear this podcast, uh, one that would be very cool, and but, and two, uh, add Mississippi State for it. That would be awesome. I would love to be on it and answering tri- uh, trivia questions. So, so yeah, that uh, that that's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, so he's gonna be acting like a uh, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers for a couple weeks, being the host of a trivia show. So the Jeopardy, it's a little bit of everything. Well, this is just gonna be college football, and yeah. So it now now here's the thing. If it's uh. Over the last decade, maybe two decades, I could probably do it. Anything prior to that, I, I would need, I need I would need to do a lot of studying. <laughs> I'll I'll just say that. So. So and I bet it would have a lot of uh, older questions. So, but, well, that's the thing. Who knows their college football throughout history? So, so yeah, uh, I'm definitely gonna check it out when it comes out, and. And yeah. So. so moving on, we're going to be talking about the college football playoffs. So the, uh, I think it was today or yesterday, I can't remember, 
uh, they started started talks on expanding the playoffs to twelve teams. Teams, I th- I see some pros and cons with this, and the question is, is will it work? Will it not work? I don't, I don't know. So here's here's why a lot of people people want a expansion of the playoffs. It provides opportunities, uh, opportunities to other teams because with a four team playoffs, like ninety nine percent of the time, it's you already know three of the four teams, and really you might even know potentially like what maybe six or seven teams could are going to be in the playoffs. Three of them are pretty much guaranteed almost every year: Ohio State, Alabama. And Clemson, um, and then the fourth four team. It's there's there's like three or four teams always in the talks: of Georgia, uh, Georgia, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and like maybe Oregon. Uh, but for the most, or someone else uh, this year, A and M obviously. But but there's. For the most part, only like three or four teams that you can actually make an argument for. For in the playoffs, playoffs, or you you already know who you think can make the playoffs, but three of them are practically guaranteed. Team, and the pro and the and here's the thing between college and NFL. Fell is in college, and I'm not blaming the system or anything because, I I. I do agree with the with some of the ways uh the college football is is uh, I think it should be the player's choice and everything where they go to school and all that uh it shouldn't be like oh you're you're getting drafted oh you you have to go to Marshall or UTSA cuz you get drafted by them or something I I'm not saying they should do that in college football but I I feel like there's, they need to fix it in some way to help the spare the players. And here's the thing, thing, in college basketball, and this is the thing be- difference between college basketball and college football. In college basketball, ball, and not just that, like in other sports, sports, uh, typically there's less roster spots. And in football, you can have eighty five players on your team for a scholarship. So that's. I think 23, 24, or 22 players a year, I think. Or 21, about 21 to 22 players a year. Year. Uh, and, and that's practically a whole roster. Roster, for the most part. So every year, oh, you're getting like the top quarterback, the top running back, top wide receiver. You're you're pretty much getting a whole lineup for four every every year, and some of these guys, oh, they'll have to sit for four years just to play. Some might get to play earlier, and the thing is, some of these guys, uh, they're going to Alabama thinking, oh, they're they're gonna get a chance to play, and then they enter the transfer portal and go somewhere else. And that that that's what I think the transfer portal is a great idea. Um, it provides those players that thought they would get an opportunity at 
Alabama or Georgia or all, all these others, Ohio State, and then they get an opportunity to go somewhere else and not have to like sit out and lose a year of eligibility and all that. But anyway, that, that's great. But then for recruiting, recruiting and all about for recruiting and all that, there's not a whole lot of dis- too much disparity. You already know that those three schools are pretty much going to be in like the top five every year. Year, um, and and then for the other schools, schools, it's almost impossible to, for them to catch up. Like, maybe you can get one five-star recruit or, like, a high four-star, but but your pool is very, very much smaller. Smaller and to gain players because you already, you already know you, you, you have a very small to virtually no chance at getting a, a player, especially if they're out of state. You have to... Re- lie a bunch on in state recruiting that's what the coaches got to rely on because and even they're the best player in that state oh they'll go to Alabama I got the top um five star in let's just say um uh five yeah five star in Idaho in Idaho okay let's let's see See, oh, Boise State, eh, could they pull them? Probably not because they're a group of five teams. They'll go to USC or Alabama or something. It, it's very hard. To, you might have a chance if they're in-state and they grew up a fan of your team or something. But besides that, you have a very small chance at pulling recruits. And and that's the thing about keeping it with four. If a team... Everyone wants to win, so they're they're gonna try to go to a winner, and that's and that's there's nothing wrong with that. However, for the other teams, it's very hard to improve when when uh when you can't like get guys. It, it it's very hard. It's not impossible, but it because I I have seen teams turn around. But it it's very hard. So. So um. Um yeah, and that's the thing with the four. If we keep it at four, we. It it might become worse now. If now if we improve or now if we expand the playoffs, it provides more opportunities to other teams, and maybe some recruits will be like these guys, and they were one game away from making the championship. I could go there and help them, and maybe that will help. But also, are we just going to be wasting wasting our time? Oh, we're doing the twelve team playoffs. One team wins one game. Congrats, and then they get blown out by fifty by Alabama. Oh yeah, maybe it won't be that bad. But you, the the point is, is is our upsets going to happen? Can they? Yeah, absolutely. Upsets do happen, but are they going to happen enough? Enough where it's like going to make a difference. So, so that's the thing. Thing and 
And especially like giving a group of five team. Uh, can a group of five team typically, like uh, I think I looked Cincinnati last year, uh, they were the best group of five team. They were, I think, in the 40s or 50s in recruiting. Uh, tip, that's very good for a group of five team. But yeah, when they take on Alabama and Clemson, that's a whole different story. So, so, yeah, it's it's a whole different story, and can they keep up? And who knows? Who knows? Uh, Cincinnati last year, 43. Number one in the American. They're, I think they were the highest team, but 43. Three. Last year, they, yeah, and no disrespect, Luke Fickle, he does a nice job developing players and all that. And in a way, here's the thing. thing Ratings or your star rating doesn't determine everything. And that, that's the thing. Thing, thing uh, your star rating doesn't determine how good you're going to be. You could be a two-star and you can be amazing. It's what you're kind of expected to be, but it does not determine what you are. If you're a two-star recruit, yeah, you you are s- still able to go out there and break all the records. You're not expected to, but if you do, then that that's the thing. Taking advantage of the guys that aren't weren't expected to do it and do something with them. That's that's what a great coach does. And and that's that's and no disrespect to Nick Saban and all that. They're amazing coaches, but what I love to see is when I see these uh coaches at small schools or programs that haven't really been good and then turning them into a a great a great team. That's what I love to see. And and I don't know, well expanding the playoffs playoffs like also give some of these teams a chance at getting four stars. I'm not saying and four stars and five stars. We'll, we'll have to wait and see if they do expand it. Uh, what I do know is that uh, they they said for the for this year and next year, they're sticking with four teams no matter what, but it could change in 2020 for the 2024 season. So if if they do expand the 12 teams, that's when they'll do it. So it'd be a couple years from now. But right now we'll we're we're stuck with four and we'll have to wait and see what what happens. Will they expand? Will they keep it where it is? Is I you never know until you try. So I I'm not sure if it will work, but Again, we have no idea until we try. So so I'm up to try with 12 teams. Let's see how it affects recruiting, how it affects college football. Is it still going to be Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama every year? Or is another team going to sneak in and take over? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. So, so the last thing we're going to be talking about tonight is... Is the NFL considering playing games? Games in Germany. Uh, so right now the NFL has the international series, as they call it. Uh, they've been playing games in, in uh, uh, London, 
London, England, uh, Mexico City, uh, Mexico. I want to say they played a game in China, or I think they were thinking about it, or Japan, but I can't, I'm not, I can't confirm that. Um, but yeah, right now they're looking to be, to have games in Germany. Uh, they used to have, have the NFL Europe, Europe League in, in, uh, Germany, or a few teams in Germany. Uh, if you don't know what NFL Europe was, it was a, uh, it was like a G League, league for, for the NFL. Uh, they played in Europe. They're trying to get an audience over there in Europe with teams and developing players. Actually, uh, Adam Vinatieri, who just recently retired, uh, he, he played in, in the, in a, in NFL Europe. Uh, and there's actually been a few players from Germany in the NFL. Uh, uh, the most notable I found on this list was Sebastian Vollmer. Uh, Bajorn Warner, I, I, I could be saying that wrong. wrong. Uh, he was drafted by the Colts in 2013. He, 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 was, uh, he was from Germany. Uh, David Bada. And Aaron Dunker are part of the NFL International Pathway program. Uh, they're uh, David's with with the the Washington Football Team. Aaron's with the Seahawks. Uh, so they they're probably gonna be at least be on the practice squad this year. Here, because uh, you because with the NFL uh, International Pathway. Uh, you can have one extra practice squad spot for a player, and and it doesn't count towards your practice squad numbers or anything. So you get to keep a pretty much a free player. They get to learn the team, learn how to play and everything, and then you can uh, promote them when they're ready to play. Uh, and then Jacob Johnson was also at the Patriots last year. He was also a German-born player. So there's a few players from Germany, there. Um, I think I think it would be very cool. Cool. Uh, the question is where they would play it. Um. Uh, let me see. What are the time zones in Germany? Do they have one? One uh, or is there a different amount? Uh, time zones being used by Germany. Central Europe, summertime, Berlin. So it looks like Germany has one total time zone, right? As of right now, when I'm recording this, it says 3.30 a.m. I'm recording this around 9.30 on Wednesday uh, for Thursday. So so that's a... Six-hour difference? So about a six-hour difference. I, I thought it would be a lot more, but six hours still is a lot if you think about it because like, it could be noon where you are, but then six o'clock there. And then what's London? Is London four hours? London, it's 229. So, oh, oh, so it's a one-hour difference. Okay, so London's five hours. Yeah, because I know they play the games at like 930, so then it's... uh. 
10 30 11 30 12 30. so it's like 2 30 there so so it'd be be like 3 30 there there when it when they kick off the games here if they do it at like 9 30 eastern so uh, so yeah i think i think that would be very cool as, as well yeah, going to different countries expand the game even more so yeah yeah uh, uh, uh the i don't know about the other teams i think the uh, the buffalo bills bills uh they have this thing it's called the bills backers um i mean it's it's where all the bills fans get uh, pretty much get together to uh to watch games and all that uh, they have them a bunch across the United States and also in other countries. Uh, let's see, is there a Bills backers in Germany? Uh, oh, it looks like they have two or three, two, two, and then one in Czechoslovakia. Uh, yeah, so they have one in. Uh, Craft, Crapoli, and Hill, Hill Garding. I don't know if that's close to uh, Berlin or. That's. I admit that's the only city I can think of in Germany. So, so uh, let me see. Where did they have the the, the um, the NFL Europe teams when they were in Germany? I think it said there was five. Okay, uh, they had. Berlin, uh, uh, Cologne, uh, Frankfurt, Hamburg. Okay, I've I've heard of Hamburg and uh, Rain. Rain. Uh, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, that's where all, all they all the, where all the teams were. Uh, the Bills have two in Germany. So, so that is very. Uh, pretty cool as well and yeah uh, I yeah I, w- I would love to see see te- the NFL again expand to different countries spreading the game something I think it would be cool I don't know if they would consider doing it is having a su- and it would probably be a lot of travel as well and adjusting the time zones but having the Super Bowls in different countries as well, that that would be very cool. I don't know if they, NFL would consider that. Maybe in the future, like in a, when I say future, I mean a long, long time. But that I think that would be very cool. Cool to see. And yeah. Uh. So. So yeah. Uh, so that's uh everything I'm gonna be talking about today. I uh, hope you guys have a have a great day, rest of your day. Uh, I'll be back next Thursday on the podcast. And yeah, yep. Yeah, hope you guys have a fantastic day or night whenever you're seeing this. Yes, I'll again. Yeah, I'll be back Thursday. Yeah, uh, make sure you guys staying safe. And yeah, hail state and go Bills.